0: dollars and hops podcast where we help you optimize your financial future here are your hosts Scott and Lance welcome back to the dollars and hops podcast my name is Lance I'm one of your hosts and this is where we help you optimize your financial future and I'm joined as always by my trusted my best friend in the whole wide world, my my man, Scotter. How are things going, brother? How how, how have you been? What's new,
1: Lance? It's been it's been a minute. It's been a minute uh, since we've recorded one of these. So I'm glad we're we're hopping back into it. And um, gosh, I just got back from my son's. Um, he's doing like this sports mix. Have you ever? They, they like do a different sport every single week. Let's just say, mix. let's just say, basketball's not going to be <laughs> what he falls in love with. At least I don't think so, because it was a bit of a show, Lance. Bit of a show. Hey, man. You know he's he's Things three and change. a half, and you just want to like just go on the court and just like <laughs> go slam the the ball into the basket. You know what I mean? They lower the rims
0: for him though, right? So they can like they do lower the rims. He was like
1: right in front of it, and it was like two inches high, and uh, you know, higher than he could reach. And it was just brick, brick, brick. And I'm like,
0: come on. I mean, three and a half. Come on, man. I mean, three and a half. It's pretty. It's just pretty impressive. He can get his arms around a ball and just kind of even just throw it. I feel like that's you know that's a that's that's true. Yeah, I need
1: to lower expectations here. You know, I just I just want him to be like Michael Jordan right out of the womb. You
0: know, (laughs) you know. Yeah, man. We don't want to be those helicopter parents who are just like, you know, pushing the kids until like they just hate the sport and then they don't even want to play it. Exactly. Like, yeah, I
1: just sit there, bite my tongue, <laughs> smile and tell him he's doing a great job. That, that's that's my job as a parent, right? I love it. Uh, but yeah, Lance, we're going to be uh, talking about house hacking on today's uh, episode of the pod. So I'm, I'm pumped about this. Um, You know, you and I have kind of dabbled in real estate and uh, we've we've also learned a lot about real estate. And I'll say that house hacking is probably um, one of the coolest ways to kind of think outside the box and be able to accelerate um, your, your wealth building process. Could be early in career, could be late in career. It doesn't really matter, uh, but uh, I'm excited to hop into that. But before uh, we get into house hacking, Lance and I will sip on a craft brew each and every episode. We put them head to head at the end. We rate them. We put all the ratings on our website at dollarsandhops.com. Yes,
0: I'm still updating the website, but Lance, <laughs> what are you drinking this evening? All right, we're going all the way back up to Southern Tier Brewing. Out of Lakewood, New York, which always flips my mind out, thinking that I'm like, mm, I don't know if that's South. Maybe it's South in New York. I'm not sure. But this is gonna be the live session pale ale. It's a session pale ale. And this one has a really cool uh, design on it. Scott made me think of what we do because. So like, all right, there. Oh, it's got a little microphone on it. Got a little microphone on the can, a live can session here. like a microphone. little uh live session, session pale ale with the microphone. And I was like, Man, this is like they made this just so we could feature it on the podcast clearly. So, uh, we had to do him the honors and, uh, of course, include it on today's episode on house hacking. But that's what I got, Scott. What are you rocking with?
1: Yeah, I am going uh, down to Baltimore of course, heavy seas beer. They've been on the pod before. Love heavy seas beer. Uh, this one's called drink low Cal or local hazy Ooh. IPA
0: with key lime. So it's, it's a low calorie hazy. I'm going to tell you something right now, dude. I'm jealous of that. What, what you got right now? Low Cal. That's a check. That's pretty sweet because when you're, when you're down an IPA, I feel like yeah, you know, it could be three or four hundred calories. It,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah, at
0: least a couple hundred.
1: Uh, so you know, I, I'm a hazy guy in a hazy box. Key,
0: key lime is like my favorite like dessert, dude. Key lime pie. It could be Come good. On. It
1: could be good. It's we'll so we'll good. see.
0: We'll check in I don't know, in, man, in right, a few I'm, minutes and I'll let you I'm know. I'm excited. I'm gonna rate yours higher than mine already. I can already tell. I'm not even drinking it.
1: All right, Lance. Let's go ahead and hop into the money hack of the week, my friend of though. I've got week. A, I've got one for you. I don't even know if I don't know if you know about right, this. It, I am just throwing money hacks here, you know, just, just I was reading thing. on
0: your notes and I was like, you I never don't heard know what of this spray is. And I think you're making forget. this up.
1: <laughs> never heard of spray and forget. No,
0: I've never never sleeping never on heard of that.
1: Spray and forget. So, found this so you know, you got a deck, you got a uh a, a, a fence uh you power you know, people power wash them every year. Maybe, maybe once or twice a sure. year, they get all nasty.
0: Yeah, in Charleston, man, we got humidity, we got we got mildew, we got, you know, crap grows on it. You your driveway, it off.
1: another one, you know. So it's a oh, mess.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. your house. So it's a
1: mess. So I, I was, uh, many, many years ago, I was out power washing my deck. My, my neighbor comes out, and he's like, Scott, what are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm power washing my deck, you know, I got to clean this place up. And he goes... He, he shows me this this thing. It's spray called spray and forget. He's like, I got it on Amazon. It's
0: unbelievable. You literally, dude. This sounds something like Larkin. My dad would just like die for this. Would this is like up you his alley. You spray it. Like on we got to make sure deck. you listen to this episode. <laughs> you spray or, it, and you forget or you it spray
1: and it, just, it on like concrete, like a driveway, whatever, wherever you would normally power wash. Uh, you can even do siding, but just just do a uh, Amazon search. Spray and forget. It's like twenty five bucks for one of these little canisters.
0: Wait a minute, hold up. You spray it with a power washer, or you no, just no, no. spray it in, like in, in a the bottle, bottle
1: comes it comes in. in, or you can put it in like one of those uh, those you know the sprayers that you would have for
0: yeah the pump, sprayer. pump sprayer
1: exactly. So you can mm-hmm. like dilute it with some water, but basically you just you literally just spray it on, and about a week later it usually needs to rain once or twice. And once it does, it gets rid of all the mildew, all the, all the stuff that you would normally be power washing off. It looks brand new. It's unbelievable. And and it, it, it lasts for months. So it kind of gets better over time. And then I would say after like, I don't know, eight, nine months down the road, you need to do it again. But it That's is crazy. incredible. I no longer, I sold my power washer, been doing this for years. Saves time, really saves money, Lance, and I'm all about it. I'm, I'm going to try it
0: because I was thinking about buying a power washer actually this summer because there's some spots in my house that have kind of got some like mold stuff going. You know, the mildew that kind of gets on the side of your house and then your deck gets it. I was thinking the same thing and I've not been good about it, um, you know, but. Man, so spray I, I told all my right, grandfather
1: about this. I, I was on the phone with him like many years ago. And I told him about it and he, he was very skeptical and he's like, okay, whatever. And I went in, I went out and visited him and half of his driveway was like really, really, really nice. And I, we were, we walked outside and he's like, Hey Scott, like, I just want to let you know, you know, that stuff you told me about, I sprayed that side of the driveway with that stuff. And this side of the driveway, I didn't spray with it. And it was like all black. And he's like, that
0: stuff works. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing grandfather approved exactly dang dude that's a yep. big endorsement and,
1: and I, have one, I have one i have nice one more thing
0: we talked about oh hit it get upside a few episodes again upside They changed the name actually now it's oh, just now it's upside. upside so th- that's no it's not get upside it's just so if upside. you didn't
1: listen to that episode lance threw in a hack money saving hack about get upside at the time now it's called upside and it was basically a way for you to save some money on things around town. It could be gas, could be restaurants, blah, blah, blah. So I started using it. I, I signed up and it was like 25 cents off a gallon or something. And I'm like, geez, this, this thing's money. You got and that bonus. I did it and I got some money. And then you know what they did to me, Lance? They did to you what they do to everybody. It, it, everything became it back down one penny back on <laughs> your gas. And I got to tell you, I, I, from a yeah. from a gas perspective, it's not really doing it for me any, anymore. I'm not hitting the upside button as much, but I will say the restaurants so good. So that's just a little check in on on upside. That's cool. It's it's good, but it's, it's good. It could be better.
0: I will give you a little bit of a coaching tip because it, it does take a little bit of uh, getting used to, and I haven't used it probably in a month or so. Sometimes it's slow to open, and I just don't have time to wait yeah. on it. You know, um, but. W- what I've done, it's like if you're going to your normal gas stations that are on like main drags, those are going to like pretty much have one cent. But if you open the map when you're like close to being on E, but you got some mileage left before you actually need to get gas, this is the pro tip. You open up the map on get upside and you look at who has the 10 or 15 cent per gallon bonus, and that's where you go to fill up for Mm -hmm. your whole tank. So, and then, I mean, you know, if you got a, what a, what is it? If you got like a 15-gallon tank, 15 times 15 cents, I can't do the math in my head, but you probably can, Scott. That's like a couple bucks, right? It's not huge, but if you did it every time, you know, you have 100 bucks in there before no time um, if you're driving a decent amount. The, like the other do. thing but, I
1: noticed with GetUpside was that at the beginning of the month for like restaurants- they have like a certain number of promotions they give out. So like if you log yeah. in on June the, they 1st, like you got, you got, you're picking yeah. the litter mm, at the very end good. of the month. Gosh, good luck finding anything to help you out on get upside. So it's very interesting that's how true. it works.
0: But Hey, as inflation is kind of racking all of us, right. And like cost of everything's going up, not just gas, but food and groceries and, you know, just everything in life. I mean, upside, I think still is kind of a cool little, you know, along with all the other things we talk about on this podcast and other episodes, it's you know, just one more thing in your tool belt. Put in there, pull it out from time to time. Maybe it saves you a little money. It's free. Hey, why not? All right, Scott. So we're talking about house hacking this week, and you know, when I first heard this term house hack, I was like, man, we got hackers out there. You know, we got like, we we got hackers and like, you know, other state, <laughs> you know, b- bad people right across the globe domestically, foreign people trying to get into our bank accounts and our, you know, our identity. And I'm like, they're (laughs) hacking. Now they're trying to hack my house. They're trying to hack my house now, Scott. Is that what we're talking about? What's a house hack? Help me out. Yeah.
1: So a house hack is essentially a way to decrease your housing costs or, um, eliminate your housing costs. So, Mm. um, the way I like to think about this is you might, instead of buying a, a property where there's just a single place to live in it, you could buy maybe a duplex or a triplex where you could live in one unit and you could rent out the other two. And the whole premise is you either want to decrease or you want to eliminate what you pay personally uh, for that housing. So there's A bunch of different ways that you can do this. You can either do long-term rentals uh, where you're, you know, leasing to tenants uh, for 12 month plus uh, period of time, or you can do even short-term rentals with those other, uh, with Mm -hmm. those other units. But the whole idea is, you know, you might be able to get into something um, that uh, is maybe a little bit on the higher end of your budget, but you're going to be able to actually decrease uh, the actual amount that you're paying uh, for your own housing. How did I do, Lance?
0: Man, I think that's really well said, and that's it's a it's a very simple explanation of a topic that gets thrown around a lot in the fire community, in you know, bigger pockets podcasts that we listen to, or you know, a, a lot of the the young Gen Zers and millennials. You'll you'll kind of hear this term "house hack" thrown around a lot, and that's exactly right. I think it's I think about house hacking like a spectrum and that there's all kinds of ways to achieve a house hack. You know, you might talk to a purist who's like, well, no, the only way you can really house hack is with a duplex or a triplex, like what Scott said. And I would argue that's not even true. There's a whole spectrum of house hacking. And, you know, looking back on my own life, you know, I think there's even a um, you know a way that I was house hacking without even knowing that I was house hacking. I was just doing what I thought would be good to save money and to make the most effective uh, purchase that I could when I could afford it and to you know, bank what I could. And, and what I'm saying is this, so I, I, I bought a townhouse when I was living in Greenville when I was young. I was single, I was not yet married. And instead of just buying a house to live in it by myself, I invited one of my closest buddies, um, Chris, my boy, Chris Wellborn, still a, still a close friend of mine. And um, you know, he was single at the time also. We played football together at Furman. And I said, I said, hey bro, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm thinking about buying this place. Before I bought it, I kind of lined this up to make sure I could afford the payment, and it was almost like a security thing, but also I, it just kind of felt like a good thing to do, and it would be fun. And he, and I was like, man, would you be interested in like renting a room? It's a three bedroom, two and a half bath townhouse. Would you be interested in renting a room? And uh, I'm gonna buy it and everything, but you know, no lease, no nothing. We were, we were buddies, and yeah. I, I was like, maybe like five hundred bucks a month. And he's like, Yeah, dude, that sounds great. I'm looking for a place to live. And that's that's it was a deal for him. It was a deal for me. So it didn't cover all of my housing expenses. I think my mortgage at the time was like probably right around a thousand bucks. But man, yeah. so you're covering half of your of your living expenses. Um, yeah, I'm still paying for utilities and, and internet, all that was mine. It was my house, but man, I got a five hundred dollar check coming in every single month. In my opinion, that was a version on the spectrum of a house hack, right? And probably a lesser, lesser yeah. amount. But um there's all kinds of examples. I got a couple other I'm going to share in the course of this episode, I don't want to kind of hog the mic here, but well, I mean, but yeah, Scott, it, what do you think? I,
1: I want so I, I I that's a perfect example because that's something it's easily digestible and and what did that do for you at that time? Oh man. Lance, I mean That's a great question. Essentially $500 a oh, month so right. extra cash flow this- which is a IRA contribution of a, a full max IRA yeah, that's contribution true. at that time yeah, right. because you had a roommate which also made it more fun yeah
0: yeah right we had, we had good times and man.
1: not to mention not to mention you're getting you're still getting all the appreciation on the house because you
0: own it I still own right? it today so if that, still own it today right
1: so there's just and, and it's it's not only a house hack for you but it was also a little bit of a house hack for him right because he's instead of buying something on his own uh, and probably spending a heck of a lot more than $500 for the room, uh, he's able to decrease his expenses and also get that additional cash flow in his life. Man, so right. it was really a house hack for both of you guys. Great point. And I, I, I just think it's so cool. I think people, uh, especially, especially, I, I think people can be at at really any point in, in in their lives. Obviously, if you have kids and you have a wife and all that and all that stuff, obviously you know th- things circumstances can change. But um, that is just a really really cool way that you just explained. That was real quick and easy. That was fun for you. Yeah. That allowed you to basically max out your IRA.
0: Man, it's true, and I, and that, that it really is like the where the rubber meets the road. What, so what did this do for you? Besides it, it was fun. And, and we have some great memories we still talk about for the couple years we lived together. Um, you know, and then I got engaged and then we got married. And once we got married, Carolyn moved in and he moved out and he was great with it. And he found another place to live because he was like, man, I saved a ton of money living with Lance and we had a good time. Um, but man, when I look yeah. back, you know, let's bring it back to like one of the last episodes we did about tracking your financial health and your net worth tracker. I wasn't yet tracking my net worth. So I didn't really know what it was doing for me at the time. It just felt like, man, this is nice to have this extra little income coming in to help with the bills, and it just felt good. But when I actually started tracking all this stuff and tracked the principal pay down and the appreciation of the townhome and um, and the cash flow that was extra coming in on my budget every month, those are the three levers, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I started to see like my net worth was taking like a tremendous amount. Um, you know, climb and, and growing at a at a at a better rate from this one move, this one decision that we made around really around a, a type of a house hack. And there's a reason why a lot of the pros who are in you know financial coaching, who are in a lot of the financial freedom movements, um, kind of say, kind of build their plans around like a type of house hack being one of the number one ways that you can minimize your expenses or begin to increase, build and increase your wealth, your net worth. I mean, it's just it's just the facts. It's how, it's how the numbers work.
1: Yeah, I, I could not agree more because we sit here and we're on this podcast and we're, we're talking about all these different things that you can do with your excess cash flow. And there might be people that are listening to this that are are literally living paycheck to paycheck and they're like, gosh, it's great that I now have all these tools for this extra cash flow, but I don't have any extra cash flow. I am literally strapped. Right? How do I how do I get ahead? I really like my job. I like what I do. I don't want to. I don't want to go. Uh, you know, do DoorDash for extra cash flow. I'm looking for ways to 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 get that extra cash flow. This is this is a perfect way mm-hmm. to do so, and it just gets you ahead so so quickly. And we're talking. You know, it could have been the five hundred dollars extra that you're not putting towards your mortgage that somebody else is putting on there for you. Um, but you also have to think that like. It might give you the confidence to actually buy something, yes. and if you did buy something, you know you're 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 making, um, like Lance said, you're making that cash flow. You're also gaining equity every single time you make a mortgage payment, and um, you know the houses typically appreciate in value by at least the rate of inflation over long periods of time. At right re- at at the current moment, houses are are way above are, that. Um, Way, right way, now. way above yeah. three, four percent or five or six or seven percent um, at, at the moment. But it just gives you uh, so many extra ways to build that net worth.
0: Yeah. And I, I just want to throw out like another example. Like you brought up the Airbnb short term rental house hack. Um, and some people might be thinking, well, how does that work? Well, you, you know, you, you need to check your laws and where you live locally, first of all, because that can vary dramatically based on your zip code, based on your city, county, state. I mean, there's just all kinds of things you want to check into on looking at that. But, you know, I have a buddy here locally in Charleston. I'm not going to use his name because I did not get his permission to talk about this, and it's fairly new. But I will explain the situation. Um, He ended up buying a house here recently that was technically a duplex in Charleston with the whole plan of this house hack. And he actually had me look at it, thought, like, hey, what do you think? And I was like, dude, this is going to be a home run. Because in Charleston, you cannot... You cannot Airbnb a property unless it's your primary residence. And Charleston is a very, um, uh, you you know, it's a global place. You know, it's it's a global city. And so people want to travel to Charleston to visit, to to, to tour, kind of sightsee, that kind of thing. And demand, so demand's high, supply is low because what the laws allow, right? Not anybody can just do this, has to be your primary residence. So he kind of had this plan. We looked at it together and man, he, he, went ahead with it, did the renovation himself as that tenant who was living in that side of the house got out of there on the long term, the lease ran up. Um, you know, that tenant left, he rehabbed the whole thing himself, um, with the help of a buddy. I mean, it's immaculate. And within the first month, I think within the first, within the first day that he posted it, he had the next month already booked out over $5,000 in revenue. And so, Gosh. and so, think about that because if your mortgage payment is like a couple grand, I'm going to say, um, you know, you are not only are you covering your entire mortgage of the entire place that you own, which is a duplex, but you are now cash flowing that with short term re- renting it, out it, that it, additional duplex. It goes from
1: being a liability to a huge uh, oh, money producing asset. Incredible. Overnight. I mean,
0: I mean incredible. And this is all brand new and and still being seen, but I mean, he was sharing some of that with me and I was like, "Man, that's a that's amazing." I mean, that that would, that would be that much of a swing. Um and c- could that change over time? Yeah, anything can change, right? I mean, anything's possible, but um for right now, I mean, and the direction, I mean, we all kind of see the Airbnb culture, the VRBO culture of short-term rentals and how you know, younger generations. I feel like, especially, and just kind of having the wanderlust and the travel bug, and valuing experiences very highly, and wanting to uh, share those experiences on social media and hashtagging, and and uh, you know, all all of that plays into. I, I feel like it's almost like a shift, and and what different generations value. You know, and I and it right. feels like it's not really going away. Um, and so, in my mind, it was a pretty. A pretty savvy investment that seems to be paying off for him uh but just yet another example of a house hack on the spectrum and there's really countless examples like this scott i don't know if you have one from your life that that you could share or, or maybe a friend that you that, that you see I, you have one you rented a room one time didn't you
1: so yeah i would say i was more on uh kind of like when you rented your townhouse out to the one guy and he paid you 500 bucks a month i was you know i was i was basically that guy picking up the uh the additional so i i rented one room and this was very early in my uh career was actually right right out of college and um i was just trying to keep expenses low because of course i wasn't getting paid much uh (laughs) at the job that i took very very little um so yeah, I found on Craigslist at the time just a guy renting out a room and I I, I paid $425 uh, a month. And no for, no utilities for this
0: room. Did you pay utilities?
1: I had to pay yeah, I did have to pay my oh, share wow. of the utilities, but it was like I don't know, like 40 bucks extra a month. Did you pay water? Yeah, it was all, yeah he yeah he would he would throw the the water um internet and the electric and the gas and all that stuff Oh, what do you really yeah, all that stuff oh, wow. would be on there yeah, I see. um
0: but it yeah all in I mean we were I was definitely under five hundred dollars if, if you other were gonna people, rent a house marriage, or an apartment marriage. by yourself at that same time in that same area you think it would have been double that more it would have been probably triple triple probably triple that.
1: Yeah, and it and it's something that I think I it, I could have afforded like I think I would have underwritten uh to to be able to do that. Uh but it was something like I, I just didn't feel comfortable. Yeah, like man. I mean, I'm right out of college. I've never, you know, yeah, I, I no had not where you're gonna really be you don't know a, if you're 40 gonna forty hour week that job. Job. Yeah. yeah, I was scared, you know. I'm like, so I just wanted to keep everything as 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 lean as possible. Super smart. And I mean, that was my version of a house hack at that time. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it you know, that, that, that helped me with so
0: much extra, you know, money on the side Man. to be able to do whatever I needed to do. So uh, yeah, it was huge. If we think about our monthly budgets and like, really, I, I mean, pretty much for almost everybody, what is the single largest line item on that monthly budget? Right.
1: Yeah, I mean it's definitely it's housing, your housing it's housing and cars. It's your housing it expense is. or
0: cars, right? Yeah. But but yeah, probably it's your housing expense. Um, whether it's a mortgage, whether it's your rent, whether you know it, you have some other kind of you know deal worked out. But the point is, if you can focus on that largest line item and figure out a way to cut it in half, or in your case, you really cut it into a third of what it would have been yeah. otherwise. What does that do for you over the long? Bring back in compound growth. And so that happening again and again and again and again every single month, it's not just a one-time thing. This is every single month you're getting that much more cash flow. And if you're smart with that additional cash, I mean, you're not blowing it on parties or on whatever, you know, you know, frivolous stuff that's like just being consumed and wasted or burned up, but you're actually investing that for your future that can have such a dramatic impact for you at a young age. Over time, like you were saying, into your your Roth IRA or into um, you know a brokerage account or something like that to save up for a point when you can buy your own place, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: The the, well, the other
1: thing I wanted to touch on before we get into the questions, Lance, is ADUs, uh, accessory dwelling units, auxiliary. So this is auxiliary accessory. Is that what it oh, is? Oh yeah,
0: I don't know. I've heard both. Maybe it's both.
1: Well, you might be right. But regardless, um, ADUs, it's basically a separate dwelling that's on the same land so sort of like you talked about with the guy in charleston i don't know how his setup is
0: that's a duplex technically yeah it's a duplex is.
1: okay so they may or may not be connected but basically uh an adu is not connected to the main living area so yeah. you basically have your own private house and then somewhere on that land it could be real close could be far, depending on how much land you have, but basically you have another place that you could essentially rent out. And this is growing in popularity like crazy. And when you you talked about Airbnb, that's another spot where I feel like, I, I feel like there might be some people that are listening to this and they're like, geez, that sounds really good. And, but it seems like you know, at at my stage in, in, in my life, you know, I've got kids, I've got a wife, like I don't right. really want to be sharing a, a, a place with
0: some some
1: random person.
0: I'll tell you right now, zippy chance, we'd be doing that right now in our stage of life. I tell zippy, you right zippy, now. Chance, zippy right. chance.
1: But <laughs> but if you had an ADU, it changes everything. Yes. Right? Because an ADU is is a separate dwelling. Where you know you you could you know furnish the whole place if you wanted to has its own separate entrance. You might not even see these people uh, yeah. depending on how how big your land is. But an ADU could be a really good investment even if you don't have one currently. You you might want to think about we're talking about house hacking, but uh, it could be a very good investment to actually put one up. Uh, depending on what your land looks like and HOA and all all that stuff. Yeah. But it could be a way to basically eliminate your housing expense and, uh, and also keep your privacy. Mm. And uh, that that's really something I just wanted to mention because it's, it's ADUs. Um, it's getting big. It's even getting big for lenders right now. They're trying to figure out how to lend uh, mm. to, to, to be able to do ADUs. So, Heard, i've heard a lot of information on it but it, i just wanted to throw it out there as as a way to house hack and also still have your own privacy and you That's could awesome, really man. do it
0: at any stage of life yeah so. i've i've heard some stories of um adu is working really well for some people but again i think if you're if you're like in a neighborhood probably tough to pull that off right you gotta have some Certainly. land uh maybe no hoa um but again if circumstances allow, I think Scott's absolutely right. There's like you know, explore the ADU option of you know the cost of like building one. What it could be, even like a little one bedroom, a le- like just a little tiny thing, like a little tiny, almost like a little tiny house or something. You know, people love tiny they houses. Love it.
1: They'll it's like they play they pay a premium for tiny houses. Sometimes. And that that
0: seems more like a short term rental play. Uh, but if you did that, you know, with the short term rental, you just got to have something that kind of drawing people to that area. You know, if you right. put it in the yep. middle of a field with, you know, nothing around it. Um, you know, I don't know. You know, it's not necessarily if you build it, they will come. <laughs> do, 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 <laughs> do your, research, do your, do and your just, research and
1: make and make sure you get somebody <laughs> not like Lance and I to decorate the place. Because gosh, if, it, if it was up to us, <laughs> nobody would say. So, uh, yeah. you know, I get, get, get somebody with an eye for interior design to help. You out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it'd be tough to get a question next week that's like, Sky Lance, I, I built this ADU spend like 10 15 grand and like i don't i don't get it nobody's coming and it's like in the middle oh, of nowhere they, you know if saying? they
1: only spent 10 15 grand the roi is going to be incredible i don't care where you're
0: at i mean it could be <laughs>
1: like it that. could be in a poke and plum town and it, you're gonna you're gonna crush it Man, 10, 15 right. grand. you guys can write into
0: scott at dollars and hops questions <laughs> at dollarsandhops.com send us your questions we'd love to hear perfect it. segue lance or complaints uh, yeah Go
1: ahead. All right, so Lance, let's go ahead and get into some questions that need answers. As Lance mentioned, we do have a, a uh, email box here: questions at hops dot com. Please write us. We love, love, love getting your questions, and uh, sometimes it takes us a little while to answer your questions. And uh, case in point, our boy Cam Lance, I think he Cam. was asking these questions uh, maybe like two <sighs> months ago. So a long I time ago, bad. man.
0: Cam but. is uh, my, my fellow partner in The Cowork, our band. He is the electric guitar player. He's wicked talented on the electric guitar. Uh, we're going to try and get something written, hopefully produced and recorded this year, maybe next year for our third album. Uh, but yeah, man, my fellow dude from The Cowork, our band, he did write us in some awesome questions and it took us a while to get them on. But, um, you know, here we are. We're doing them, Scott. You know, we're yeah, doing the best we can.
1: We're rocking and rolling. So number one from Cam, and the both questions are going to be from Cam this evening. Uh, and again, thank you for Cam's getting me. the spotlight. What are your thoughts on investing in traditional forms of retirement options versus creating sources of long-term income through business ventures using technology?
0: Man, this was such an awesome question. When Cam wrote it in, I actually had to, like, read it a couple times and think about it. Um and I think I've thought about it a lot, actually, since he said, since he sent it in. And the more I listen to the podcast, listen to, I feel like this topic kept coming up and it's been challenging the way I've thought over my life. I think I've kind of moved over the course of my life on what I've thought. I think I've, when I was younger, I was always told, you know, max out all your retirement accounts the best you can, no matter what do it. And it, that, that's not necessarily bad advice. Um, you know, you get tax efficiencies when you do that. You get compound growth on your side at a very young age. These are all pros of investing into your taxable accounts, your tax-efficient your tax retirement accounts, like a 401k, a Roth IRA, um, you know, even like a, a traditional IRA or something like that. Uh, however, however, the more life I've lived and the more I've learned about entrepreneurship, the benefits of owning your own business, uh, the flexibility that that provides, the self-satisfaction, uh, owning your own schedule, being your own boss, um, you're depending on yourself, That those types of things, um, the more appealing I see for a person who's wired up for that. And I think it really does come down to personality and, and what you want. Could you even pull this off if you're the type of person who would, who would thrive in this kind of environment? Um man, what are my thoughts on investing in traditional forms of retirement options versus creating sources of long-term income through business ventures using technology? I think if you have an idea or a business and the business plan, you know, plays out and you see a path to profitability and you can start it as a side hustle while you're working a full-time gig, you know, my my answer to this question is like, man, could you do both? Could you do both for a time? And Cam, we have, you and I have talked about this, but you know, with a potential side hustle you were thinking about and doing. And, you know, and I like while you're working for, you know, the bigger company, take advantage of a match if they have it, take advantage of, you know, that retirement account to a degree, maybe you don't have to max it out if you can't afford that. But but put something in to get that compound interest working for you in those tax efficient accounts that are going to grow over time for decades and decades, because you're still a young dude, just like me, spring chicken. Uh, But on the side, if you have a vision, man, and you have a goal and a passion really for the side business or a business venture, whether it's using technology, whether it's using whether it's going down the real estate path, maybe it's going down the short term rental real estate path. Right. We've been talking about that a lot. Maybe it's um, a business of, you know, something like it's very simple, like lawn care or lawn maintenance, or maybe it's more like marketing or consulting or anything like that. There's no reason why you can't start that up on the side work your nights and mornings and weekends outside of your nine to five and start to build that business up so that by the time you are ready to maybe, maybe it becomes, you can do it full time. You can now kind of get that boat moving before you jump off the dock, so to speak. And it's already creating some sort of revenue and income and profitability and you have better handle on the business because once you have your own business, there are certain other retirement accounts that you can invest in, such as like a solo 401k or a SEP uh, IRA um, or a self-directed IRA, I think it even might be another one. I'm probably messing that up. But there is the, you know, they have completely different rules even than a traditional IRA and, and higher. Um, so there's still tax, there's still tax efficient accounts you can invest in if you own your own business. Um, so to me, it's not really an either or question, but I think, I have been challenged and and I think I'm moving away from like this is the way you do it, a corporate, you know, job and you just you take advantage of, of the, you know, you, you can't move away from the corporation. It's like, no, nah, man, I mean, when you're young, if you have an, a, a vision, you have a, a talent, you have a goal, you see a need in the market and you feel like you have an answer to to fill that need. That's really what a business is going to do, right? It's going to serve people, produce a product that's going to solve a problem or serve people who have a need right? It's a product or a service. And so when you have that, um, man, go for it. Why not go for it? You know, just maybe don't quit the job you got to go all in on it until it's actually going and you're learning from it. But yeah, man, you can do that for sure. And I think that's a great use of your funds.
1: And the upside Lance on, um, I you know, I would call that investing in yourself, investing in your business, whatever that might be. I just feel like the mm-hmm. upside is, so much greater than it really anything could provide in the stock market besides maybe like an individual stock, which also carries insane amounts of risk. So, uh, being able to invest in yourself could just have, it's almost infinite returns. Um, so I, I I like your answer there. I really, I really do. I think you do need to do a little bit of both. I don't, I don't think you should put all your eggs in one basket if you're going to go the entrepreneurship route. Um, but uh, yeah, I like the way you answered
0: that. One. Appreciate that, brother. Well, Cam, uh, send us another question. As you mentioned, uh, and Cam writes this: Do you think millennials and Gen Zers will be more inclined to utilize technology longer and retire "quote unquote" later? So, use technology longer and retire later, or not at all? Context being technology is allowing people to live this "quote unquote" retired lifestyle now because they can be flexible but also have multiple sources of income. I assume he's kind of also tapping on the work from anywhere kind of wave that we're, we're seeing and, and that whole thing. Scott, what do you think?
1: A uh, hundred cam you're, you're hitting the nail on the head here. So this is, this is what we're seeing every single day. I, I just see it in almost every single industry. So, you know, if you have a specific set that, that, that you can offer um, to people with the internet, you can market that service so easily to people not only in the united states but worldwide that might actually need your services. So i just think about mm. like fiverr for instance. Anybody that doesn't know what fiverr yeah. is, i mean it's it's the largest website for finding freelance individuals and the whole premise was they started with $5 gig work. So if you wanted something done you could find people for as low as five
0: dollars. I got news for you, Lance. It's kind of hard to find people for five dollars now. I got news for you, brother. The dude who does our voice at the beginning of this podcast—I think we paid he him. He wasn't five. He was he five dollars. He was. No, dude. he wasn't no, five. No, he was five dollars. I promise. We'll go you. back no. and look. No, he was five dollars. I did it. I paid him. I'm serious. No, no, no
1: that's the one we didn't go with. Was I paid some we other guy like twenty bucks.
0: Oh no. <laughs> That was a $20 but, guy. But right. you, did, you yeah, did, spend did, did spend $5 on a voiceover, the guy and I did and, not approve we, it. we fired I, him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we
1: fired the guy. I said, yeah, no, this isn't him. good. Then that's we paid true. 20 bucks to somebody else, Gosh, and I think right. he did a great job. You're right, man. Um, man, good call. So anyway, um, Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 hundred percent. So I feel like there's, there's people that are doing jobs in corporate America right now, and they could offer those services on the side on their own through a website like Fiverr or their own website. And they could basically live this retired lifestyle, essentially using technology by choosing when they want to work. That's why corporations have got to get it together right now. Um, uh, you know, there's there's all these companies that you know they have their 10 or 15 days of PTO, and I think that we're definitely moving away from those days of having a certain amount of PTO. I think that the agreed the the um kind of the the power is sort of moving towards the employee. The Both employee sure. wants and needs a work life balance. And employers that realize that and allow that of their employees are going to be able to attract the best talent. And the people and the corporations that don't offer that, you're going to see people in droves doing exactly what we're talking about. They're going to be offering their services on the side. They're going to start it off as a side hustle. And they're going to realize, geez, there's all sorts of people that I can make money from online by offering whatever my skill set is. So you're going to see it like crazy. Yeah. It, it, it's, we're just starting. I, I think this, this whole trend is just getting started. And there's people that are just utilizing technology every single day to do their job and they don't have to be in, in, in any one specific place. So I'm glad you brought this up. I think it's a great question. And I think it's just something that we're going to see more and more and more of as time awesome.
0: goes on. Awesome stuff. Great job, Cam. Thanks for sending those in, man. We appreciate it.
1: All right, Lance, let's go ahead and get into the hops showdown portion of the pod. I have been listening to the pod, Lance, and I think that every single time when I get to this portion, I always ask you how your beer was, and you always go first. <laughs> so <laughs> this week, we're going to mix it up, and I'm going to go first.
0: I love it. Um, man, i was drinking. I'm really doing your homework this week. I'm really proud again,
1: of you. Again, this was uh, Heavy Seas Beer out of Baltimore and it's called drink low Cal or local hazy IPA with key lime Great play on words i mean phenomenal play on we words we also got we also got a little bit of feedback lance that
0: i give every beer oh, uh like a 95 or something i i love every beer should we we'll we'll make it anonymous but but i i know who said it yeah
1: know. somebody called me Long-time out long time listener yeah
0: He's a, he called you out.
1: And, um, it's a he. It's a he. Finally, uh, I don't – this is not a 90, land. So this is, this is 95 calories. You know I love hazies. I love hazies. Oh, oh, pretty much only hazies get into my 90s, unless it's like an incredible reg, just regular IPA. Um, I think he would say every hazy gets in your 90s. <laughs> but I found one that doesn't. So this one, Key Lime – I'm not a huge key lime oh, guy man. myself. Uh I definitely tasted I tasted lime, but it kind of just tasted like I just it just tasted off. It does it doesn't taste like a beer. Okay. Mm. So for me, if I'm gonna drink something that's 95 calories, I'd rather have just like a Guinness. I'd rather have uh many a different light beers. That just have a better taste mm. to it. This is like a, a wannabe hazy. And I get it, it's 95 calories, but it's just, it's just a wannabe. And it doesn't, it doesn't pack any any of my it, just the the normal hazy taste. So for that reason, it's not a ninety, it's not even an eighty, and it's not
0: even a seventy, it's a sixty-nine. Woo. <laughs> he just dropped the beer can folks he dropped the beer can like he dropped the mic just boom dropped it
1: <laughs> there you go
0: fantastic <laughs> how, we'll how was your beer lance you'll make sure we use that in the editing uh okay i had the uh the southern tier brewing company live session session pale ale um i'm still not clear on what the heck a session pale ale is a session ale um i should probably just google that and figure out what it is but I think it's a lower um, alcohol by volume. I th- um, I think
1: it means that you're that you're it's you're supposed to be able to like drink it over it, a long
0: period of time. Yes. It's like like sipping beer. Right. Correct. Um. Okay. And you know that's important to keep in mind because it definitely tastes like a sipping beer. And I'm kind of a big bold kind of loud personality, and uh, I like my beers that way too, Scott. And uh, I I just uh, I, the session ales. I just, I need to, I need to like grow in this area. Cause um, I I took a sip and I'm like, you know, what, what's, where are my taste buds? What's happening here? It's like, it's just kind (laughs) of, it's just, it's okay. It's like, it's not like it's bad, but I'm like, I'd I'd almost rather have like, I don't know. a glass of wine, even? I don't know. It's just kind of like, what am I? It's just not that's that. A, that's,
1: that's a sign of not a very good beer. If you want to drink wine instead. I mean,
0: really, think about that. If you're wine, it just didn't have the and flavor. And I like wine. But, it it had like, it, look, it's got the color. The color's great. Everything's okay. It has a cool mic on the can for the podcast. So that was cool. I was hoping we can give it a better score. Unfortunately, it just didn't live up to the. Mo- I had high expectations going in, and it wasn't. And it's a 76. It's a 76. Just kind of 76 It is a winner it's a winner tonight <laughs> it's a winner but it, <laughs> it's uh you know a little disappointing but um you know still a winner i guess Look at all righty
1: well i don't think any of the listeners are going to be rushing out to the uh <laughs> to, to
0: the store to, to get either Not one these. of our beers
1: but that's okay that's
0: um, why they listen to the pod right
1: that's exactly our millions
0: right. and millions of listeners that's why they tune in you know
1: Got it. All right, Lance, let's leave everyone here with our action step. Are you looking for a way to accelerate your wealth of building? Consider house hacking as a method to decrease your housing costs
0: and increase your wealth. Maybe you've never thought about house hacking. Maybe you thought it's not for you, but there's a whole lot of options of house hacking. House hacking is a spectrum. Take a look at your living situation your largest line item in your monthly budget, and think critically about ways you can reduce it with a house pack. This is Lance. This is Scott. Live and give on less than you make, and invest the difference. Dollars and hops out.
1: No, 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 that's the one we didn't go with. I paid some other
0: guy like 20 bucks.
1: Oh, no! (laughs)
0: That was a $20 but, but guy. But you, did, you yeah, did, I spend did, I did spend $5 on a voiceover, guy and, and I did not approve we, it. we fired him. I, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we
1: fired the guy. I said, yeah, no, this isn't him. good. Then that's we paid true. 20 bucks to somebody else, Gosh, and I think right. he did a great job. You're right, um, man. Man, good call. So anyway- <laughs>